0: the dugout ceo podcast is on the air i'm phil van horn baseball lifer and fan of the dugout ceo
1: each week casey cabell goes around the horn with baseball superstars hall of fame coaches and business leaders who've used baseball experience to win the game of life now batting casey Cabell. Nation, welcome to the Dugout CEO Podcast. Today, we are joined by Coach Bob Schenefeld, who is a visionary's visionary, co-founder of the I Matter Revolution, keynote speaker, and author of Unscatter the Chatter, Elevate Your Mind, and Expand Your Impact. Bob, welcome to the Dugout CEO.
0: Thank you, Casey. Glad to be here.
1: Yeah, you have an amazing story, and I think we're going to talk a lot about all of your accomplishments and all of those kind of things here in a few minutes. But first, like, From a value standpoint, you got a pretty cool thing going on from a parent's perspective. you got a son that just uh, signed an Ivy League scholarship to play baseball at Princeton, a daughter that's doing some pretty cool things in the world as well. So talk to us first about being a parent of an athlete and just a parent overall and how you've led your family.
0: Well, thank you, Casey. My value alignment with my wife is personal growth, spiritual growth, relationship growth, and family matters most to me. And, uh, you know, often I've been comparing myself success-wise with other people, and Casey has this, and this person has that. And, and when it comes down to it, I've been introduced as one of the most successful entrepreneurs out there, and I used to kind of question that. And as I've defined what success is for me, It is a great marriage, great kids, a great relationship, a safe space at home for all of us to learn—not just me teaching them. It's we're all learning together. So it's been an amazing growth pattern. And as we now are are letting go of our kids, as they're going to their life, my wife and I are going through some grieving and celebration and excitement for what's next. But really honoring what we've done and what our kids have done—it's been a, a blessing.
1: So let's walk through that. You have Nick. He's about to leave the house, head to college. What are those things that you wanted to make sure, I guess, he learned or he was prepared for before he kind of leaves and goes to Princeton?
0: Well, that's a great question. Uh, Our book, Unscatter the Chatter, that my wife and I wrote really is kind of my lessons to my kids. I don't know if you remember the last lecture that the one professor at, uh, I think it was Carnegie, uh, put on as he had. X amount of time to live. And he said, here are my le- biggest lessons in life. And he called it his last lecture. And it was basically for his kids. And it caught on. Oprah or whoever picked it up, 20 million views, became a book. And that was inspiring. But I thought, you know, I want to wait till I'm dying to share what I'm what I'm learning and what I've learned. And so I call this book my first lecture. And I'm excited to share it. Not even that I've mastered these things, but these are things that I'm learning and I'm teaching. And so as I I shared it with my daughter and she said, wow, we are a lot alike and we are not a lot alike. She's an engineer, a rule follower. We have very similar core values. And she said, well, dad, I'm here to help kids know they matter and that God loves them. And you're here to help people know they matter. And when my son and I listened to it, he said, wow, there's a lot of great lessons in there, but isn't this how we live our life? And so, in the book, we, my wife and I, spent. I mean, this is ten years in the making, and it's about knowing that we matter, acting like we matter, and that's not a selfish thing. That's a take care of myself, so I'm healthier, so I can help you, so I can help other people that matter most to me, and to really understand what matters most. So, with my kids, uh, with our kids, my daughter was on a path to go be an electrical and en- a mechanical engineer, and she. Had an internship and she was set up to go make a lot of money and and maybe make a difference in the world in different ways. And yet she avoided a midlife crisis last year and said, I want to be a, an elementary education teacher. And there were a few teachers that brought out who she is and her soul. And she felt heard and seen. And that's what she wants to do for other people. And logically, I was like, Yeah, but is that what you want to do? Are you going to make the money? And yet it matters most to her. And for my son, he wanted to go somewhere warm and fun, and go to school in flip-flops, and play competitive baseball, and yet when Princeton came calling, uh, you know, he started to say, well, it probably isn't warm, and it really isn't fun, but it really matters most to play at the right level of baseball. It's D1, it's very competitive, it's not Power 5, and he realized, you know, he would rather play a little level, level below where he can play, and then he started to realize the value of education, of community, as we investigated Princeton that. It is an amazing school to teach and learn people, to kids, to learn how to learn, learn the why behind it, listen to different sides, and then go add value. And Nick is all about that. So, you know, there are lessons that that I've learned that we have nine lifetime expanders in there, and we have some tools and practices. And we don't necessarily go through all the structure with our kids, but in general, we have. And to be honest, it's not how much we're teaching them. Cheryl and I have learned, I think, more from them in this process than anything. So it's learning together.
1: So you mentioned values, and that's a big thing for you and your business and what you preach. Like, when you hear core values or values, what is... It actually mean? Because you hear that and it's like, oh, okay, this is what we value, but it's a thing on a wall. But how do you use or instill values in those that you help lead?
0: Well, we all have values. It's, we may not have them officially uh, documented and we're not necessarily using them, but it's really doing some deep dive reflection and it's who I am. It's who we are. it's not, So even as my wife and I talked about our core values, I said, well, we're positive. And she's like, you're always positive <laughs> or mostly positive. And 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 my wife has many other things, but she looks at things to say, okay, does it make sense? She's much more analytical and wonderful and makes a great team, but our shared core values aren't exactly alike, and that's okay. But as parents, we have you know, we said these are our core values. As an individual, here are my core values. In my business, here's my core value. And so it's how we live, it helps us to decide what opportunities to take. You know, in the book we talk about our our ladder is our what matters most. And we lean that against the wall, which is an opportunity. And is it the right core value fit with that opportunity, with the people that are involved, with the potential outcome of that project? So it really, to me, is a filter of where to put my energy and, and what to spend my time on.
1: And- this thing, what matters most. So if you can align your values with what matters most, what is that tool? What is that ladder? Talk to us a little bit about that.
0: Yeah, so thanks. So we define self-mastery as commitment uh, plus clarity plus confidence equals self-mastery. And self-mastery is not, you know, I know everything about who I am. It's just an awareness of who I am and learning every day and and creating uh, you an know, environment with people to that's a safe space to keep learning and healing and striving and dreaming and living together. So uh, commitment is a commitment to rituals and practices and tools uh, on myself. And that's where we say, you know, as I spend more time on myself, as I make time for that, that helps me to realize what's going on in my head and my heart. The clarity is around the why, what, and how of who I am. And then to your question, the confidence, we call that the life ladder and there's five steps in the life ladder that we've, that we've created, which is spirit, health, relationships, craft, and community. And so we take people through a program and they can do it on their own, uh, where they, you know, what matters most to me around spirit? And that's the foundation. You know, as Patrick Lencioni talks about in the pyramid of trust and the five dysfunctions, it's all about trust. And if trust isn't there, I'm not gonna have healthy conflict and, and accountability and commitment and, and results and in, in, in I Matter, in our life, it's all, it's all about spirit. So and the spirit's different for you and me and everyone else. And we're not here to tell people what that is, but what does it mean to you? So what matters most to me around spirit, around health, my energy, what I eat, how I exercise, and then uh, relationships. What are the relationships? What matters most around that? Craft is not just my job or my profession, but for us entrepreneurs, it's, it's our business. and. What am I teaching that I'm also learning? So that's my craft and then community. And what we find is we put down some things and then every quarter we look at that life ladder and we evolve as people. We're in different stages. Our kids might be leaving. Um, And every time we lean our ladder against a wall, and again, the wall is an opportunity, a relationship, a project. And so I climb up to the top of the ladder and it's, I'm going to go into business with Casey and I get to the top. And I say, okay, does this work? Is it the right time? Does it make sense? Are we the right fit? If so, awesome. If not, jump, as Joseph Campbell says. It's not that far. And every time we go up and down that ladder, I'm learning to say, okay, maybe that doesn't matter most anymore or, or this isn't the right thing. And so one of the definitions of insanity is to climb up to the top of the wall against the, uh, the, la- the top of the ladder against the wall and 20 years later be screaming, this is the wrong wall. And so it's, you know, try it. It's not a failure. If it's not the right wall, it's, it's, we tried it. And and that's one of the things we teach our kids, try stuff. And if you fail or it doesn't work, that's a learning opportunity to learn more about who I am, what matters most to me um, and why I'm here.
1: So what matters most? Why am I here? When you figure that out, then it's developing relationships built on trust.
0: trust. And
1: you sound, sounds like trust is the foundation of all things. And you have this thing called the I Matter Rules of Engagement, where it's all about creating a safe place, establishing boundaries, and then implementing some sort of structure. What does this Rules of Engagement thing actually mean? And then how does one use this in their day-in, day-out life?
0: So we have uh, seven Lifetime Expanders in the book. And so these are like the main things that I'm teaching my kids and learning. And the first one is create great relationships. And so it's about creating a great relationship with you. It's about creating a relationship with my employees, with my clients. And so ultimately, I'm practicing on how to have a great relationship with you. And open and honest, we don't have a lot of fire or a ton at risk in our relationship. If I piss you off or you say something, it's not probably earth shattering. um, And I love you and I'm excited to, to be here. But it's to practice with you and others so when I have a couple seconds with my daughter or with my employee or my wife, I've practiced on how to have a great relationship, and then ultimately, as I practice with you, and then I'm practicing with my kids, I'm working on the greatest relationship of all, which is with me. And so if I am, you know, uh, using a safe space, as you as you mentioned, uh, so we call it the rules of engagement, and there's three, there's nine different parts of it, but the main three are beware of verbiage. Uh, to speak from the eye and experience, and then to listen and not respond. And so, as I practice with those uh, with those rules of engagement, then it's the the uh, creating a safe space. Be aware of verbiage is to not use the words uh, of exaggeration. So I, you're always this, Kaser. I'm always that, or you're never this. And then the words better and should. And so when I hear those words, I get defensive you know, Bob, you should do this, or you're always late. So I may miss this great lesson that you're trying to teach me. And most of the people around me are saying, you know, hey, you might want to try this or stop doing that. And but if I, if I feel that I, I, you know, I have to defend myself, I put up a wall and we keep building up walls as humans. And so as I practice with you and say, you know, hey, Casey, that reminds me of something that I dealt with in the past. Here's what I did. Well, now you may or may not accept it as opposed to Casey, here's what you should do. So the rules, uh, I'm sorry, the verbiage is huge and shifting that conversation, not only with you, but in my mind. So in my mind, because often you know, we talk about the book is Unscatter the Chatter. It's chatter coming from the outside, most of which which is not positive. Um, and then the chatter in here, most of which is not positive. So as I shift that conversation to, you know, and I'm always late to, You know what? If it really matters, I'm going to show up on time and and I'm not going to rush. I'm going to leave a little bit earlier. And if something didn't work out, you know, here's what I'd learn not that I'm always this or always that, or I should have done this, or there must have been a better way. And the biggest bully I've ever known is me to myself. And then the second one is to speak from the eye and experience. So if I'm speaking with you, even if I know what you should be doing next, and I'm saying that on purpose, it's hey, Casey, you know what? Again, here's what I tried when I was in a similar situation. You can try it or not. Or with my son, it's like, you know what? I used to wait till the last minute to study. And it was frustrating because I maybe missed a, a game the night before a test because then I had to go study. Or I got B's and C's and I really could have got an A rather than saying you should study or you know, it's speaking from experience. Then he can choose what to do with it or not. Yeah. And then last is to listen to understand and not respond. I often think I know what you're going to say next. And in the past, I would interrupt and say, I know what you mean, Casey, this one. And then I just took, took over the conversation and disrespected you. So as we practice these rules of engagement and my wife and I are all over this and she used to get frustrated, to be honest, like you're so big on verbiage. And it's like, well, that's what I'm here to teach as well. So instead of me interrupting and saying, I know what you mean, she's like, take a deep breath and give me a safe space because I'm still figuring out what I mean. And and I may not know what you mean. So these are just different you know, rules that I've learned that again, it helps me to have a great relationship with you, with my kids. And the biggest part of I matter and unscatter the chatter is to know that I matter and act like I matter.
1: Know that I matter and act like I matter. And you said something earlier and it just stuck with me. The biggest bully to me is myself. Right. Like, Wow. If you think about that, like this world, everybody bullying and hazing and, you know, person to person. But you're right. It's like almost me to myself. The negative chatter, the negative information, the negative beliefs I have about myself to this day, I still have to kill because that does seem like it is a lot of people's biggest enemy is themselves. So how do you work through that? What does that actually look like? Because I think that negative self chatter turned into positivity can change things. What does that look like?
0: So thank you for that. And, and that the rules was the first part of it. And the second part of it is, you know, I mentioned commitment, it's commitment to make time for myself and that's acting like I matter. And so what we teach is, set up a ritual, ritual, a routine, a habit, a commitment to yourself, a commitment to maybe something greater, a commitment to, you know, elevating and continue to evolve. And so for us, we have a a weekly tool called the Take 5 Check-in. And I ask myself, I spend about 90 minutes once a week, and I ask myself questions. I write the answers on the board. I actually do a video, I'm sorry, an audio to my team, which includes my wife. Uh, sometimes includes my kids. It sometimes includes my mom, my clients. And it's basically a, a, a safe space to hear myself think. So as I'm answering these questions out loud into a video, I'm hearing myself think to say, you know, oh my gosh, I'm so angry at this. And I'm like, you know what, I'm really not that angry about that. But that's that voice in conversation. So when I do the audio, it's to without a filter, I'm sharing and this takes some time to earn the have the confidence to share it with people. But then I'm hearing myself think, I'm sharing with my team what's going on in my head and my heart. So that's a weekly tool I do on my own. It's a monthly tool I do with my direct reports, and then it's a quarterly tool I do with my spouse. So it's I we ask ourselves questions, we share it, then we then we talk about it. So that's our weekly tool, the take five, and then our daily tool is the iMatter 331. So this is my morning meditation. You know, some people have said, oh, Bob, you know, you're spiritually aware and this and that. And maybe I am and I and whatnot, but I'm not sitting with my legs crossed, oming for four hours. And if that works, that's fantastic. My mind is is crazy fast and, and you, is scattered at, at times. So for me, my morning meditation is about 10 minutes. I go get in the jacuzzi. I don't look at my phone. I don't, uh, you know, answer emails. I get up a little early, I light a candle or there's a cool light outside in the jacuzzi and I just sit quietly and breathe a little bit and just say, you know, so often I wake up and I'm like, oh, I have so much to do. And when I sit, it's like, okay, so what matters most to me right now? So it's three, three, one. So it's asking myself, what are the three things that matter most to me today? And it does change. I mean, today might be different than yesterday or tomorrow. So today, what does that look like? What are the top 3 impactful action items that if I do these things or be these things today, it's a great day. These aren't urgent things. You know, I've got to get this done, I got to follow up, I got to put out this fire. Okay, those and those are there. And yet, what are the most important things? And it might be call my mom, send out three notes of gratitude, knock out a portion of this project that I've been delaying because it matters most. And then if I do these three things, it's a great day. And then the one is if it were up to me, and this is part of the shifting of the conversation to going from am I to I am. And am I is more of that bully and questioning, and am I ever going to make it? And am I ever going to get caught up to I'm already, I'm successful. You know, today is a great day. Uh, I'm, I'm in awe of what the possibilities are today. And so as I speak and feel and know that I am statement, that reverberates throughout the universe and it calls it forth. What I put out, I get back. So, when I do this three three one, and I usually do it at six or so in the morning, and if about sixty percent of my days are amazing without the three three one, about ninety percent of my days are amazing when I do the three three one and so that's a thirty percent improvement and then what I do is I go knock out those three things right away, and by like eight thirty I'm like, I've already had a great day, and my attitude is amazing, I'm more welcoming rather than being in my business or in the weeds or in my head it's I've got clarity. I've elevated my energy, my my frequency, and so I'm putting it all out. So that's our our daily and weekly tool.
1: Yeah, and I saw you do this actively yesterday, actually, with a group of entrepreneurs that you lead, and it was, I don't want to say life-changing, but I almost want to say life-changing. Like, because the world, it speeds us up. Everything is telling us we got to do, go, do, 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 versus This exercise actually helped people slow down and think and be and marinate on, all right, who am I? Where do I want to go? How am I going to get there? What matters most? And I remember doing this yesterday, and I put at the very top, it was family. And then that allowed me to say, all right, well, what what are my action items? What do I need to do to make sure that I'm actually believing and doing the things that tell myself that my family does actually matter? Yeah. So I think that was just a big takeaway for me. I was just like, okay, wow. And what were you going to say there?
0: Well, I was going to say we vote with our feet. So of course my family matters most, but if I'm always at work always, uh, which is what my wife used to think is you're always at work. And I'd be like, well, I'm not always at work last Tuesday. I was home on time. Okay. And that didn't fly. And so what she said is this is 20 years ago during the recession and my businesses were struggling and I was working way too hard. And one of them we basically paused on and she said, okay, now is a chance to be around the, you know, me and my kids more our kids more often because you have some time and I know that you love us, but you vote with your feet. And that really hit me and stung and really struck a chord that to act like they matter. So again, it's not just acting like I matter. It's, it's acting and realizing what matters to those who matter most. And so to set aside time, with my then you know six year old and two year old and with my wife and it wasn't what I was doing. It was just being with them. And and that was huge. So you vote for your feet. So that's where you spend your time. This is what I was commenting. And then yesterday, you know, one of the other people that I think you witnessed, someone said, Well I have to do this, I've got to do that. And 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 so just to shift that vocabulary to I get to do this. I, I'm blessed to do that. And to speak it as you know, that, that I'm honored to do this. And so when I go into it, looking forward to it, and then for what the bigger result is going to be, not just that I got this activity done, but hopefully it was a process I put in place or someone knew that I, they felt heard and seen or whatever it might be. It's just shifting that conversation. because otherwise, if I have to and I've got to, I'm rushing and I feel like I'm beholden to the to-dos as opposed to here's what life is about. And it's very counterintuitive to say, because I had someone this morning that said, Bob, I'm too busy to do the 3-3-1. And I said, I get it. And yet, if I invest 30 minutes of my time each day or five minutes each day and 30 minutes a week, I'm actually more productive because I'm working on the important things and being the important things, which are, as Dan Sullivan says, are 10x activities rather than 2x activities where I just have to work harder at the same stuff to be more successful. We're in a new age, Casey. I call it the wisdom age. And the veil has been lifted in a lot of areas. And it's time for us visionaries to walk the talk and to teach our kids and our employees. It's okay to take a few minutes to slow down and breathe. And as, as we talked about yesterday, we're, we're rolling out not only I matter to visionaries, it's to I matter at work and helping people at work to know they matter. And, and, and you know, I matter at home, I because you know, at the end of the day, If I don't think I matter, that feeds the imposter syndrome, which I think is true with most people. As Dr. Doug Brackman talks about in the book Driven, most of us humans, maybe all, I don't know if that's an exaggeration, have an imposter syndrome to say, I don't know if I'm worthy of this to be loved or I'm worthy, you know, I have to keep proving myself. And so we're rushing, 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 and to slow down and say, I'm already worthy, I am worthy. So if I go in with that conversation in my head, I'm not rushing to impress you. I'm slowing down to say, what can I do to help you? And who can I be to help you? And
1: that brings me to yesterday. You brought this concept up. okay, everybody, 331, who wants to be challenged and do this for 30 days? And there was multiple people on that call that did it the 30 days previously and their kind of results were pretty cool. And I think everybody's like, all right, well, I'm in. If they got that result, I'm in. And it's a very simple one-page document where and we'll put it in the show notes and we'll put links where you can download download all of these things. But the thing that you did yesterday that I think really made a big impact Bob is you allowed people to join up with two other people. Right. Because you were basically saying, "Hey, look, you on your own writing these things down is great. But you writing them down and sharing them with somebody else, that's elite and it, right. it allows other people to speak into your life and you can speak into their life. What is the power of this 331? Yes, but it's also
0: sharing it with others. Talk about that. Yeah, I've been told that you know, Bob, Coach Bob helps me. You know, he he holds me accountable. I'm like, no, I don't hold anyone accountable. <laughs> I mean, that's not my skill. I I am an example of accountability. And to be honest, I was doing a lot of these tools half the time. And then as I started to charge for it and be a coach, I'm like, oh, geez, okay, it's time for me to step it up. And that's when it really took hold because then it was a habit and a discipline, and I was committed to. My growth and evolution, and so if if you and and uh, and Andy and I are on a team of three, and we call them an I Matter tribe, and so we commit to each other that at least you know 80% of the time that we're going to do our three three one and share it. So then when when you post it and, and share it in our in our group, I'm like, oh, geez, I didn't do mine yet, and so then I feel like I'm letting you down if I don't do it. So sometimes I'm more apt to do something because of a commitment to you than I am myself. So then when I then share it and then the only commitment we ask from each other is that you read each others which takes 35 seconds and maybe make a comment and put energy toward it like hey good luck on that Casey or hey can you reframe you know reword it uh, with the rules of engagement you know i have to do that what about you get to or i am you know uh, if it were up to me people wouldn't suck okay well how can i shift that to say if it were up to me people are awesome and when i go in with that attitude people show up more awesome. So the power of three is, I mean, if there's 10 of us, I may not take the time to read all 10. If it's just one of us or two of us, then you don't get a third perspective. But when it's three of us, within a week or so, if if if, if Andy and I do it and you don't do it for a week, I can just say, you know, Casey, if you're not in, that's fine. But it's it's literally five or 10 minutes of your time. And if you're not committed, no judgment. But that's when then that power of three of, Okay now and how long does it take to create a habit? I mean I've heard many things but 27 days or whatever it might be. So now that I do this with two other people, it now becomes a part of who I am. And often we'll do these groups of 3 for it's usually 3 or 4 months is when it becomes a habit and some people carry on, some people don't. And I've reached out to a few people I'm like, "Hey, I don't get your 331." Three, three, and and they say it's now in me. And so I don't even have to do it. Now it's still a great practice, but now I'm thinking about what matters most to me, how can I shift my conversation and knock out those important things, which sometimes aren't easy. You know, the, my, one of the important things is to talk to Casey and say, here are my expectations for our agreement. And I might have avoided it in the past. Then I bring clarity and it's like, oh, that was amazing. So it's, uh, it's just addressing things on open, honest. <laughs>
1: and these are free tools that you're giving away on your website. Is that right?
0: Correct. Right. Yep. The three free tools are the rules of engagement. Uh, the Take 5, which, again, is more of a, of a weekly tool, and that takes about 30 minutes. And then the 331 is a daily tool that is, um, it takes 5 or 10 minutes. And what's nice is, you know, we've talked about EOS as a great business system that I've been a part of for 20 years, and it's helped me tremendously in my life. And what Gina Wickman did ma- amazingly is had simple tools and processes for the business. I matter are simple tools and processes for our lives. And so what we find is, okay, we're humans within a business. So if I, as a human, act like I matter and have confidence and I'm not worried as much about healthy conflict or, or, or accountability, and so as I'm open and honest with you and I build the trust with you, that way I can have more healthy conflict, I can have healthy conflict up here and, and resolution rather than running, running, running to try to prove myself. There's more, more productivity. More joy, more fulfillment. Life is a game. Do you want to play? (laughs) Yeah, it is. And and there's baseball. Do you want to play? (laughs) It
1: is. And you got to surround yourself with the right teammates. You got to have the right coach, a coach like Bob. And Uh let's talk about Coach Bob. Like, who is it that you're really passionate about helping? I know you do some things in the entrepreneurial space and helping visionaries. Who are you passionate about helping? And then those people that you like to help, just send them to your site, tell them where to go to take next steps.
0: Yeah, it's really one target market and it's kids. And so that is, you know, elementary kids, you know, that uh, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh grade is amazing. And we have a thing called I Matter for Kids. And then on the entrepreneurial space, which you mentioned, which is where I'm spending most of my time now, it's big kids and some call us visionaries. And, and we visionaries have, a playful creative outlook on life in general. And and we we usually are pretty courageous and pretty out there. And so we we see a gap, we create it, and then we sell some uh, some idea and a thought, and then we get caught in the day to day and we have to do it. It's very frustrating. And that's where EOS is helped. So but I work with visionaries to keep that that spirit alive and that playfulness and imagine this great future and share it. And improve and then not worry about it, but it's part of have a plan, improve on the past, so not regretting it, but learning from it so I can impact and be in this moment right now. So it's visionary entrepreneurs and then ultimately kids, uh, which we've spent a lot of time on in the past. We've paused a little bit about in that, and over the next year we're gonna roll that out again to help kids know they matter, to help parents see what is their role so that that they're acting like they matter and being an example and helping the kids to be seen. So if you go to imatter.com, uh, it's we have these free tools. We have an online course that people can take. Uh, we do coaching with people. We have people signing up to be coaches. And to me, Casey, this is a revolution, and it's not just I Matter. Uh, there's thousands of us that are, you know, in the self in the self help space, and ours is really a help yourself space. So yeah, I'm using you to learn more about myself, but ultimately these are things I can do on my own, and so. I need a mentor when I slow down and I check in with my head and my heart and my spirit, that might be God. It may be my dad who passed away 10 years ago. It might be my head, my heart. I kind of don't care. (laughs) But when I slow down, I have so much clarity and ideas. And so working with the visionaries to have confidence and know they matter. And yeah, these are crazy ideas and they may not all work, but let's let's have fun. There's, There's so much stress in the world and we're at a ceiling of complexity in society right now which has happened when we went from agricultural to industrial age, industrial to technology, we're now entering a new space. I call it the wisdom age. And when we hit the ceiling of complexity, there's a lot of divisiveness, fear, anger, separateness. And that's a lot of the chatter. You know, I can't, you can't trust anyone. Stay at home, lock your doors. And it's like, that's not what life is about. Life is about trust and collaborating. And yeah, if you're sick, stay home. But otherwise, live life. And so ultimately, you know, we're busting through that ceiling of complexity. And is a, it is about a community of helping each other to heal the past wounds, to trust, to help each other to achieve our visions. You know, for my two kids, they know a lot about what matters most and they're going for it. And it may or may not make sense, but it's, it's, it's what their gut, their intuition and their spirit is telling them.
1: Yeah, it's so good. And it feels... Like so much, but I think like you said, Coach Bob. Like slow down, create some new habits, gain that commitment, get that clarity, and you're gonna get the confidence that you need. So that three three one, go to imatter.com, download it, check it out. I can even put you in a group or connect you to Coach Bob and get you in a group if you're like, hey, I want to do this, but I want somebody to do this with me. Like we can connect you to people sure. that can do that. So that's super cool. And then unscatter the chatter. I've read the book, I've used used the tools, and for me, it helped me create a lot. More, I guess, clarity, yes, but commitments to myself and to others. So, this is super cool. So, Coach Bob, thank you. This has been amazing. Anything else you want to leave us with?
0: Oh, uh, yeah. So, just one other thing that you mentioned, you know, so I matter is for anyone, but then we're creating communities. So, it's visionary entrepreneurs, it's kids. We're looking at the coaching space, uh, you know, and so this is Seaholm High School. My son's going into his senior year this year. And at 12 returning seniors, we beat the local top team in the state from a private school last year for the first time in 35 years. And so whatever happens, happens, but hopefully they have fun. But we're talking to, you know, to our boys and and the coaches to realize what matters most. And so with my son, he's very smart. He's very athletic. And so he's been able to get all straight A's and be the best kid in on his team up until, you know, eighth, ninth grade. And then he said, you know what? My vision is to play D1 baseball. And, and so he's been able to just use his God-given ability and some, some work, and I, I've spent some time with him, which I love. And yet then he realized that if you don't get your 60-yard dash below seven, you aren't going to play D1. And so he works two to four hours a day with other elite athletes, and he loves it. And so he's put in the work to go get what he wants. And so even in school, he's realizing, okay, does he want to learn and grow and go into a great profession, he's like, you know what, I'm going to have to put a little effort and discipline into that. Uh, So it's interesting how I quit baseball in 10th grade. And you and I haven't talked about that. But I've gone through therapy around that I was really good through sixth and seventh grade. And then it wasn't fun. I was playing too much Then I wasn't putting in the effort. And then I was afraid to play, you know, at a higher level as I was older, because wait, I'm used to being the best. Well, if I quit, then I can't be proven that I wasn't worthwhile. And so my son has kind of busted through that barrier and helped me to heal that. And if he, you know, does, he may or may not go play pro, we all know that, but baseball got him opportunities to go to a great school, to, to play great competitive baseball. And he loves it. And it helped him to realize, you know what, if I put a little effort forth, you know, if in fact it is Princeton, it's like, you're gonna to have to work a little bit. You can't just rely on on just getting by. And if it doesn't matter most, you can skate. You know, to be honest, you know, we can't be 100% perfect at everything. So my closing thought is, you know, what realize what matters most, and then give it your all in that, and keep learning and growing in that, and 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 you know, and, and enjoy every day. I think that's probably the biggest thing.
1: <laughs> this is great, and I think what you did with Nick was fantastic. You helped him figure out what his passion was helped him understand what he ultimately wanted and then surrounded him with a group of people that helped push him, encourage him, motivate him, because you're right. He had that vision of that division one, you know, Ivy league school, but it's like, all right, how, and you did a fantastic job of empowering him to do that. And um, it's no wonder why he's like on this path. So thank you for being here, sharing these tools, check it out. Imatter.com. also the three, three, one, if you want to join a group, coach Bob would love to connect you. So go ahead and check him out and, Coach Bob, it's been uh, so good having you as a guest and the Dugout
0: CEO. My pleasure. Appreciate spending time with you, Casey.
1: Dugout Nation, what an amazing time with Coach Bob. Make sure to check out all of those resources that you got. Um, We'll put them in the show notes, imatter.com, that 331, that daily journal. Because my biggest takeaway, number one, was slow down to speed up. The world that tries to speed you up, often in a bad way, it's telling you that you're behind schedule, that you're not good enough. But have that process that 331 where you journal down what matters most what are the action items that's going to help you take on the challenges that the day's bringing you and if it were up to me what is your i am statement you got to believe in yourself that you can make it happen and number 2 oftentimes the biggest bully in our lives is us to ourselves what does that look like you need to understand how good you're doing celebrate how hard you're working celebrate how far you have come rather than woulda shoulda Coulda. Figure out what that looks like. Surround yourself with people that can encourage you, inspire you. Only look back to celebrate where I was. Only look to the future to say, I can't wait. But enjoy the present moment and really understand where your feet are today. And number three, listen to listen, not to respond. And beware of the verbiage that you talk. Little words matter. It's not what you say, it's how you say it. And it's often when you say it, be a good listener, try to hear and understand the perspective of others first, because if you can listen to listen and to learn and build a relationship and figure out all the little worlds that matter and know when and how to have tough conversations, you're going to be in great shape. Thank you for joining us once more for another episode of The Dugout CEO. We want to get you the tips you need to become an MVP of what you do. Sign up for our Friday Focus newsletter and you'll receive a valuable tip each Friday morning to help you build the business and life you want. You can sign up by going to CaseyCavell.com or click the link in the show notes. And make sure to hit the subscribe button so you get notification on our next episode. And one way you can help us book more great guests like this is to please leave us a rating and honest review in the Apple or Spotify podcasting app.